live from WebTech 2021 in Chicago. I'm Amanda Holloway, host of Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. And whether you're a longtime listener or new to the podcast, I'd like to welcome you to this special series about wastewater technology, management, and infrastructure. I'm excited to be back here, and I've got a great roster of guests lined up for you, covering topics ranging from advancements in treatment technology to how the industry is adjusting to the new norm of ongoing natural disasters and weather events. Enjoy the show. All right, I'm excited to be here at WefTech 2021. I'm day two. I'm Amanda Holloway with Solving Water, and I'm joined this morning by Stephen Clark, Global Product Manager for Intelligent Solutions at Xylem. Welcome. Hey, thank you. If you could just give our listeners a little bit of background about what you do for Xylem, that would be a great start. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I joined Xylem in 2010 in the UK, working in our specialty flow control business uh, in engineering. Spent four or five years there, and then 2014 moved to the US into product management. So been in a few different roles since then, but my main, main focus at the moment is, uh, as the title suggests, intelligent solutions. So how do we, I guess, make our products more intelligent? How do we add technology into our, I guess, our core offering? Uh, and we have a number of, I guess, different initiatives that are trying to do that. I do want to just touch on some of the smart products that you're leading, because I know that we have several in the yep. pipeline right now. Yeah, so uh, I think it, it's no big secret that a lot of the market is moving towards more integrated uh, smart products. And uh, that's the direction that we're going in as well. So whether it's adding you know, intelligence into a pump or adding the ability to monitor the condition remotely, those are the sort of focus areas that we're looking at at the moment. How do we, as I say, make the products more intelligent, but actually offer some value to the customers? I mean, for a long time, we've had variable speed drives, we've had vibration sensors, we've had all sorts of different technologies that we could use, but I don't think we've done a good job of pulling them all together to actually create something that a customer wants to buy. So moving more from just designing the, the widget into how are we actually going to use that? How are the customers going to find that valuable? That's really been a turning point in how we've started to think about the products that we're developing and focus, you know, and it sounds obvious, but focus on what the customers find valuable rather than, I guess, what engineers find cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about integrated solutions and, and what you're seeing as some of those more critical systems that customers are interested in making sure that yeah. their water management systems work with those? So probably the the primary technology that's being integrated into, I guess, pump products at the moment is, I guess, it's, it's two different things, but together, variable speed drives and efficient motors. So for a while now, we've had some of these products in Xylem, whether it was Concerta or our smart motors, but we're really looking at how we can expand that range to cover more of our brands, more of our applications. So integrating that variable speed technology and synchronous motor technology, which not only provides you with a more efficient motor, but because you're now, I guess, varying the speed of the application based on the demand, your energy usage is much, much less. If your energy usage is less, that obviously has impacts to the customer, but also if the pump is working less, then the bearings don't fail so quickly, there's less mechanical wear. So there's lots of knock-on benefits of integrating this technology in. Uh, at the same time though, 
it actually raises a few challenges about how you do it. There are, there are a few products out there on the moment, some of ours as well, that we're basically just bolting things together, uh, which doesn't look very pretty, does the job, but isn't very integrated and the customer still needs to do some level of commissioning installation. So being able to pull that all together, make it work, and as I said, reduce the footprint and make it easier for the, the end user to install is, is some of the things we're focusing on there. It's funny you mentioned that because I was talking to Jay Johnson yesterday and he was talking about how, you know, we're just working to, to make that installation process so much easier, easier yep. and easier on the customer, um, specifically with adaptive mixing. So it's nice to hear you mm. echo those comments. Are there any gaps in the industry right now in terms of what what technology is, is desired versus what we're able to provide? Uh, I honestly think we probably have most of the technologies that we need either within xylem or that we can partner with someone there doesn't appear to be any real technology gaps at the moment what there is is a gap in and, and i mentioned this already how we actually use those technologies how we bring them together to create a solution that the customer is willing to buy obviously we want to you know be at the forefront of technology that doesn't mean we need to invent everything though so so there are lots of opportunities to partner with some really nice companies out there that can add some value to our products and you know without us having to actually go and develop something ourselves. Sure. So I'm going to just take a step back for a second and just talk more broadly about digital technologies, okay. right? So there's so many terms, I mean most of them are acronyms, right? SCADA, Modbus, BACnet. Some of these are probably antiquated technologies, mm -hmm. as I date myself. And also, how do you know, like, what are the front runners? How, how, what are people using these days? So it's a great point. And I think something we, I guess, learned the hard way when we were developing some of these technologies or even pitching them internally within the business, we had a tendency to talk about IoT, SCADA. We were talking about the jargon and most people don't even really understand what those terms are and, and actually when you look at something like iot it means a hundred different things to different people so what we what we've tried to do is talk less about the technology and more about you know what it actually gives at the end of it which has helped us again focus on which are the technologies that we need so you know and, and it really varies depending on the application and the need. I mean, there are a number of communication technologies, as you said, Modbus, BACnet, things like that, which are still pretty common within commercial industrial buildings, but there's a lot of move towards wireless technology as well. So not having to physically wire things together and some of our new products are going to take advantage of some of these newer, low power wireless technologies, which you know traditionally wouldn't be used in those type of environments because people were scared that they weren't going to work you know, they were not very mature. So someone will pass with their mobile phone and it would stop the communication between your products. So on the digital side, I mean, bringing some of these communication technologies together, but almost making them invisible to the customer is really some of the, it's a challenge, but also something that really adds value. You know, customers don't want a software engineer on site for a week configuring these thing, things together. They want an easy button, they want to press you know, configure and then it works uh, and they can get on with the rest of their day. So, so again, keeping some of those technologies there, but not really selling them as, if that makes sense, you sure. know, giving the customer really 
the, the bare minimum in terms of what they need, but utilizing whichever technology is available or at the point in time or for that application uh, as, as required. So This begs the question then, you know, it's kind of like digital transformation is sort of like the new green, you know, it's the mm. big buzz term that everybody's using. And I mean, it's a legitimate thing, but so then it just begs the question for me, in terms of technology, what are the trends in the industry versus the requirements? Like, what do you absolutely, as you know, as a water technology company, what do we absolutely need to have to stay viable versus what is the hot, sexy stuff that everybody's so excited about trying yep. to create? Well, and and you'll see probably around the show there'll be lots of companies talking about again IoT, Internet of Things, which is not really a single thing. It's it could be something in your house. It could be something in industrial application. It's it's such a wide term that you know that's more of a buzzword and a market trend. But the reality is, it's you know a thousand different products. So so again, boiling that down to what our customers need in a water application has really helped us to focus on what we need to deliver. There are you know if we go back to what we were talking about earlier on integration, a number of our competitors for a few years have had synchronous motors, integrated technologies that provide higher efficiency, but ultimately there was no real regulations or conditions in the market that meant that those products took off. Obviously now with higher energy prices, that has come to the forefront again. There are no regulations necessarily driving that, at least in North America, but people are starting to see the payback uh, much clearer than they did before and it's creating some level of market pull, even if there's no, you know, piece of paper from the DOE that says you must do this, which is interesting. So actually, some of the regulations are behind where the market is going. So, especially around efficiency. Well, that is interesting, and and it's a great segue to my next question, which is what is really driving digital transformation? Is it efficiency? Is it regulations? Is it just cost savings? Um, what what are the things that are really pushing that forward? I think from a customer's point of view, again, they they don't necessarily tie things back to the term of digital transformation. If you take utility applications, industrial applications, commercial building applications where we have Xylem products, those customers are trying to fix the same problems they had 100 years ago, right? My, does my product work? Do I have the parts? Is it operating efficiently? Those things have always been there. I think what we're talking about with digital transformation is being able to use some of these new technologies to do it in a more effective way for the customer. So, so the real needs haven't changed, I think, but the technologies have caught up so that we can start to utilize them to, to make things better, easier. Whereas you know, in the past, if we're talking about cost saving or maintenance, we would have had more engineers on site. We would have had maintenance engineers that probably have 10, 20 years experience. They don't really exist anymore. So, so being able to use these modern technologies to, again, fix the same problems that were already there or always there is really how I see digital transformation. You know, and as I say, I don't think the customers necessarily see it in that, through that lens. Sure. Uh, they're just trying to fix the same, same things that have been bothering them for a while. Do you get met with resistance at all in the industries? Because, I mean, coming from the rental side of the business, we talk a little bit about this manned pump watch versus 
FST and having that remote monitoring capability. Mm. Um, and there seems to be, generally speaking, this this lack of comfort. There's like a discomfort with not having like a person standing there watching to make sure nothing happens. And I get these are really important applications, right? Mm. Like anything containing wastewater, you absolutely need to manage that. But I'm just curious if you're if you're seeing any resistance, I mean, yes, it's kind of like the thing everybody's doing, going digital, but then yeah. is it actually happening or are you having to pull teeth here? So I guess up until, let's say January, March last year, it was definitely like pulling teeth. People did not trust the technology. And there, whilst there were pockets of people who were early adopters, it still wasn't very widespread. I think since the start of the COVID pandemic where it forced people's hands a little. You know, they didn't have people to send to site. They couldn't make a site visit. They, actually their workforce has got smaller because of lots of factors. It's sort of been, uh, I guess, forced their hand a little in terms of actually trying to adopt some of these technologies because they literally have no other way of maintaining or monitoring the products. So, so I think over the last couple of years, there's certainly been more of a push from Xylem, but certainly a pull from customers for some of these technologies because they see the value now where, you know, where in the past they would just send people to site, they don't have those people to send to site anymore. So do you have some examples or an example of a customer or just some sort of project that you're really excited about that you're working on that has really moved the needle for the customer okay. because of the digital or the integrated piece? Yes, yeah, so I guess one example is uh, we're working with a mining customer in Canada that uh, first trialed our optimized condition monitoring solution. And in the past, they would basically wait until the pumps failed before fixing them, which they were high value products. Uh, the parts weren't very available. And ultimately it was a gold mine. So production or lack of production is very expensive for them. So with something pretty simple like our optimized solution where they're just looking at vibration temperature of the pumps they can get an early warning that a problem is occurring and either get a spare pump plan some maintenance get the spare parts in whatever they need to do and then that downtime is kept to a minimum so so we've got a lot of good examples of where something pretty simple in terms of technology actually provides a lot of value to the customer and I think on the variable speed side now, we've started to see a great deal of adoption of integrated variable speed drive type products, whether it's, as I said, Concerta or our smart motor that was first developed in Europe. People are really seeing the value of you know, that variable speed operation, not because they really want the pump to speed up or slow down. What they wanted to do is maintain the demand of the system and no more, no less. So. Again, that easy button, the ability to say, this is my pressure or this is my flow, and then walk away and know that the product is efficiently doing that is really gives them peace of mind. So, so yeah, those, those type of technologies are really starting to, I guess, gain some traction with the customers. That's awesome. Just a couple more questions for you, Steve. What's on the horizon for you? So we're coming into the end of the year here, new year coming up. What are you working on? So we're adding a lot of new features to some of the products I mentioned, like Optimize, you know, add the, the ability to do more remote control, actually add the ability to 
look at the duty point of a pump and give the customer advice on what they should do. Speed up, slow down, close the valve. Again, making the pump more efficient with fairly easy to use, easily deployable equipment. Uh, so there's a few things like that coming. We are working to integrate that drive and synchronous motor technology across a number of our core products under the Bell & Gossett, Gould's, Loire brands, and ultimately other places in Xylem as well. Uh, that's a, a bit more of a long-term project, but really taking advantage of the momentum we've already made on the smaller sizes, whether it's circulators or our smart motor. Actually, one of the things that is probably gonna have the biggest impact is, is not really the products themselves, but there's, there's some initiatives within Xylem to really try and pull all of these solutions together to create more of an end-to-end -end solution for the end customer, right? Whether it's variable speed technology, condition monitoring, remote, condition, uh, remote monitoring, pulling all those together, instead of it being, you know, different solutions across Xylem, actually going to the customer with the ability to say, we're gonna fix your problem and, and here's all the things we can do for you. I think that's gonna be pretty, pretty powerful for Xylem and certainly help drive some of the products that, that we've been developing as well. Cool. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing that kind of take shape. My last question for you is a question I ask everybody on Solving Water, and that is, what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Oh, that's a great question. I think, I guess I've already mentioned this, that because I spent a lot of my career in engineering, even before Island as well, engineers tend to focus in on, on the widget, right? The hardware, what am I designing? What are the features it needs to me? And when do I need to deliver it by? And, and I think when we were creating some of our, I guess, digital roadmap, we were still in that sort of technical mindset where we really started to make some impact internally and externally is, again, where we turned it on, our, on its head and said, yes, the technology needs to be there, but that's not what the customer's really buying. So, so I guess the, the, the biggest thing I've learned is you know, and again, it sounds pretty obvious when you say it, is really understand what the customer's pain points are intimately, and then make sure the technologies you're developing actually meet those pain points. Again, sounds, sounds simple, but I, I think historically, we didn't necessarily do a great job of that in all cases. For sure. I mean, we, we were talking with Brian Began and Kristen King yesterday, and they were they had similar comments to just basically we were talking about VOC and what does that really look like and how we as practitioners have to challenge ourselves to really get to the root mm. of the customer's problem and not just what they say face value. Yeah. Um, so it was a really interesting conversation. So yeah, it makes total sense. Well, exactly. I mean, talk less about the technology and, and it's difficult when you're speaking to a customer, especially if you have a, an idea in your mind of what you're trying to get out of the discussion as you say, asking them, you know, what keeps them up at night? What are the problems that they're seeing today? That may or may not be useful at that point, but again, it's a good conversation and to really understand what their, what their pain points are. For sure, for sure. Well, um, thank you so much for being here. It's great to see you again. It's been a few years. No problem. Um, hopefully you'll come back on the show sometime soon. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. Many thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you'll come back and join us for the next episode in the 2021 WefTech series. More information can be found at the link in today's show notes, and please contact me at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or via LinkedIn with questions, feedback, or to be a guest on Solving Water.